Welcome back to my podcast. This is the bonus track for today on our podcast. So I'm really, I don't know about excited is the proper word, but we're going to be here talking about uh, a little bit of my background in my life and how I came to be the person I am today. So we're going to have some Josh Groban in the background. I love Josh Groban. I think he's a fantastic singer. If I could meet him in person, I would love that. <laughs> But that's not going to happen. Uh, not unless I am rich and famous then. That probably is not happening anytime soon whatsoever. But we're going to go ahead and hop on this bonus track. And talk a little bit about like how I came to be the person I am today. Uh, we might not go into specific details of like what has happened in my life. Only because, you know, I have a job and I don't need every person at work going on my podcast knowing what I do (laughs) or what happened in my life. Um, So I grew up with a mother from Turkey, a father from uh, Wilmington, Delaware. My mom moved to Nashville, Tennessee from Turkey and met my father in an ESL class when she was trying to learn English. So it's a little brief idea of like how they met and then when they found out like when they got married and found out I was uh, my mom was pregnant not me oh Jesus Uh, when my mom was pregnant they bought a house in Atlanta and I was born at the hospital and you know I had a house growing up and so uh, how do I put it (laughs) Um, having a mother from a different country and a father who's American, it it's definitely different. And, I mean, I can't really say what it's like to live in a 100% American household because I did not grow up like that. I really grew up with an international household. And definitely on the American side, uh, relatives are a little crazy. Um, not in a bad way. It's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. But maybe that's just, I don't know. <laughs> I grew up with a lot of culture within my family and in my household. No brothers, no sisters. I am the only child. Uh, some people may call me spoiled because I'm an only child. Uh, definitely when I was younger, apparently I did not want any brothers or sisters. <laughs> Uh, now I wish I had a brother or sister because, um, growing up it was quite lonely when I did not have my friends around all the time, and then when both my parents worked, it was absolutely, oh my god, I was by myself. It was lonely. And especially an ADHD kid, uh, struggling with school, definitely my anxiety did not, like, form until I was I was in high school probably like senior year of high school it slowly started coming but it wasn't like severe to the point where I had to take medication or anything and I don't take medication now as I maybe should I'm gonna have to get a um, therapist maybe to kind of you know, change my mindset, help me out a little bit, calm my anxiety because it does get in the way of my decision making. It gets in the way of my job and just how to process information and it affects my emotions. It has a lot of factors that uh, disrupt my life. 
and not in a positive way. So that's something I'm definitely working on for myself. But anyway, back to the childhood stuff. Definitely uh, growing up alone was a hard one. Not so much like with the connection between my dad and I, but more it more affected my mom and my relationship when I was younger. I didn't really get those young years with my mom because she works in hospitality as well as you guys probably know and I talk about. Um, definitely if you're listening from work, you know I talk about my mom nonstop. She's like my hero. But um, definitely she worked in the business when I was at a young age and so it was easier for my dad and I to do stuff together because he was a history teacher. His school days were the same often as mine, so I always had him around growing up with him and like going to the playground, you know, doing the soccer. It was mainly my dad who was the one at like my practices and took me to games. My mom would come too on weekends when she had them free. Um, but you know, I never really had my mom as much as I wish I could have when I was younger because those younger years of me are over and you know I'm growing into a more mature adult and I, I don't have as much time on my hands as I did when I was a kid as much as she does like now she can spend time with me I mean yeah I, get, I have a really strong connection with my mom now but you know I kinda regret like we didn't have those younger years together as much and every time we would be together in my younger years it would it would be hard because whenever we go out finally we'd like go out go to the mall or something and shop together and hang out with each other we would always get into an argument here and there it would be like dumb little arguments and I mean we still do not as much as normal but uh, as normal well not as much as it used to be I mean arguments are normal but these dumb arguments were probably not worth arguing over anyway you know so it was a little hard like not having both parents like with you a lot of the time especially like if I was sick one day sometimes one parent would not be home with me I'd be by myself sick and I mean of course they call and check on me throughout the day but you know I mean it was just hard growing up some in some aspects and people might say well you had a lot easier life you guys didn't financially struggle as much whatever blah 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 and you know everybody's life affects them in a different way and I mean it may not be as hard as a struggle but like mentally for that person it might be hard on them and it, mentally it was hard on me and I guess I don't know I wish I had more more time with my mom when I was younger so definitely I've got a stronger connection with my both my parents now and especially because I see my mom as a role model. I remember when I was younger, I used to say, Mom, I'm never going to work in hospitality. I don't want to do what you do. I hate it. La, 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 la. And 
look at where I am now. I'm in hospitality. I work hospitality. It's absolutely insane how I thought I was not going to do what she does. And I am now literally not exactly doing what she does, but I am the same business as what she does. Um, and I love it. I love what I do. It's, oh my God. It's amazing. And I like all the moving parts. And I guess that's the great thing about my ADHD is because I'm constantly thinking about multiple things. This is like the same thing as constantly thinking about multiple things, just in a different kind of setting in my head. But that's a little bit of, like, my upbringing of a childhood, I guess. And I have some old friends back in Atlanta. You know I'm from Atlanta because I say Atlanta, not Atlanta. <laughs> so that's how you know I'm from there. Or unless you're just cultured in Atlanta culture. <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, I only really talked to one of my friends from Atlanta uh, out of, like, the, what, the eight actual friends I really had. I mean, I don't count the kids in school too much as friends. They were more kind of, like, acquaintances because I didn't know them very well. Maybe some of them were friends. But, I mean, definitely don't talk to them as much as I used to. But, I mean, that's okay. Friends come and go. And, honestly, like, now I don't really have any friends. I'm kind of one of those people you'll see on those memes or things. And I'm like one of those background friends. Like, I'm there, and if I vibe with a crowd, I'm there with the crowd. But, like, I kind of come and go as I please. And I'm not really attached to anyone significantly. Like, maybe I'll be attached, but definitely the other party will not be as attached as I will be attached. So I've kind of learned to be kind of alone and more family orientated. So I kind of just lean back on my family and I don't really lean on friends because I don't really connect with people as friends as much. And don't even get me started on relationships because I can't, I can't tell you anything there. I'm not the best judge of that. Not saying I have a lot of exes and I can give you, I mean, I can give you advice from like a logical standpoint, but from a heart-to-heart -heart standpoint, I can't really give you advice on a relationship. Sometimes I feel like I can be not not selfish. That's not the word I'm looking for. Um, maybe that's the word I'm looking for because I can't think of anything else. But um, definitely I'm not as emotional when it comes to romanticizing things or romantic feelings so I really can't give you advice there on what you should do to ask someone out I would just be like ask them out but I can't even do it myself because I'm not that's not who I am but I mean definitely uh besides romantic relationships just relationships in general I have a tough time just connecting with people only because I've been used a lot by people. Yes, at a young age of 22, I have been used a lot to the uh, to the point where I'm just kind of like, you know, don't bullshit me. <laughs> I'm really over the bullshit. I'm not here for it, and I'm not going to stand for the bullshit. The only bullshit you should be taking is from your parents because they're just trying to look out for you. 
and honestly like your boss because your boss is actually trying to help you and look out for you um I guess that depends on where you're working and how what you think your boss is trying to do like maybe they're trying to get rid of you but I've never had a boss that did that to me um so I haven't run into that problem so if you're gonna ask me for advice on uh how to get out of a situation with your boss trying to kick you out I could probably give you advice on it but I've never personally lived that thankfully I've had pretty good bosses and uh definitely they've been a role model of some sort in my life and I've taken that uh perspective of theirs on those one-to-ones and applied them to my life so I can grow further you know because I really like to open up and be open-minded to new perspectives especially from someone who has more knowledge than I I have myself I mean I'm one of those people who doesn't really want to listen to their parents because not just because I'm stubborn it's just because they're your parents and I mean you think they don't know but they do know and I mean I don't know I'm maybe I'm just one of those people who thinks when my parents try to give me life advice I just take it too personal because they're my parents I know they're trying to look out for me, but, you know, I don't know. I think that's the thing with being being the kid of parents. I think that's just how we all are with our parents. Or maybe it's just me. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to take a drink of water real quick. Oh, man, that was so good. Woo! My mouth was so dry from all this talking and all this non-singing I'm doing with Josh Groban. They got some pipes on them. That's one thing I wish I could do. I wish I could like sing like these people. So beautiful. I can't sing for shit. I'm not saying I'm exactly tone deaf or anything. I don't think I'm tone deaf. It's just like I just don't think I'm a very good singer. Sometimes I'm good one day. Some day sometimes I'm good another day. I don't know. Ooh, I got a text message from my trainer, so I probably should reply to that at some point. It's like 6 in the morning over there where they are. Why is he up at 6 a.m.? This boy, I know this boy sleeps in from his Instagram stories. This guy goes out and parties. I mean, I mean, I get the attraction of like going out and partying, but you know, I'm, I'm just kind of over like the drunk people I run into every time I go out. And I'm just, I feel like alcohol is completely overrated, peer pressured, and just over-advertised. I mean, honestly, my fa the drink that gets me, like, absolutely relaxed, oh, just what I needed, is literally ice-cold water. That's it. <laughs> like, ice-cold water gets the job done. I like carbonated water, like Topo Chico, San Benedito. I like those. Those are nice, but, you know, with the little lime and lemon. Ooh, you can even mix it up with some, like, strawberries, kiwi, some mango, dragon fruit. I mean, you can do all kinds of shit with that, but I know what they say. They always say, like, the people who don't drink alcohol anymore are the ones who drink all the sparkling water now. Don't make fun of me, please. I drink other things than sparkling water and regular water. I'll have some juice every now and again. I'll have like a dragon fruit lemonade from Starbucks. It's like 
that's about it. I don't go to Starbucks that often, though. So I don't really know what else they have. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, upcoming in my life, I think we kind of got off track here because my ADHD and... Uh, I would say I'm stupid, but I know I'm not stupid, so we're not even going to regard me as that. But, yeah, I mean, life life was definitely um, different and hard compared to other kids I grew up around. And, you know, I always, try, I always knew to be polite at other people's houses, my friends' houses, uh, when meeting parents of friends and all that other stuff i don't even I, this dog i swear this dog chews everything she's chewing her bed right now crazy but anyway um i was probably one of those kids who knew about manners applied manners at other friends houses and dinner parties and such but when at home, I did not use manners. My parents literally sent me to manners camp because they thought I had new manner. No. <coughs> Excuse me. New manners. I meant no manners. They literally thought I had no manners. Sent me to manners camp. Spent that money. Did my performance. They saw my manners. And then they just realized, oh, she has manners. She's really good at them. She just doesn't use them at home. <laughs> like I was like oh my god I can't believe they're sending me to manners camp I remember it was back in Atlanta at Bullock Hall um I think it's specifically in Roswell um because Roswell is like a suburb in Atlanta if you're from Atlanta you know what I'm talking about if you're not now you know not Roswell New Mexico thank you very much oh my god I'm out of water and I've been only talking for 18 minutes. Um, so that's a little funny story there about me growing up. Um, I feel like I'm saying um and like a lot. Those are like, ugh, ugh. I said like, ugh. I hate that. I feel that I'm using those words a lot. I know I'm pausing every now and again to kind of process what I'm going to say next into the microphone. So I apologize for the pauses. Might be a little weird for you guys, like uncomfortable silence. <laughs> but anyway, back in 20, 2013, yeah, 2013 of September, I had moved to Dubai. I said that really fast. Like, maybe I should say it again. Dubai. Yes, I lived in Dubai for a very short period of time. Um, which was actually a great opportunity. Uh, just not um, for my family and opportunity-wise, but, like, cultural-wise. And, you know, it, it, it's a great experience to go out of country, honestly. If I could recommend that to anyone, go out of country. You know, travel, see see something out of country. I've had lucky opportunities to go out of country and see a couple different countries. And I can't say uh, for a lot of people that they've done that because I know a lot of people who've stayed in their own country um, for most of their lives. So if I had to recommend anything, definitely go out of, out of country, learn a different culture. It's a great experience and... 
Uh, go there with an open mind, please. Please, I beg of you. I'm a very open-minded person, and I'm a very cultural person, considering I come from another culture as well. So, um, definitely embrace um, the other culture when you visit. But yes, I was uh, 14 at the time I moved to Dubai. Started a whole new high school, which I was actually starting high school at the time. Uh, but st went into a new high school, British school system, which was very different from the American school system. I mean, extremely, extremely different. I was so amazed. Like, everything I had learned, I felt like I had to start from scratch. Like, I couldn't understand, like, like oh, we learned this back in the la 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 la. Like, where the fuck did we learn this <laughs> in the American school system? I didn't know anything. Because um, even the American history that was taught, like, I didn't even know about. My dad knows about it because he's a history teacher. So I would ask him and he would explain. And I think he was more impressed with the British school system in Dubai than he was with the American school system here. Which is kind of crazy and kind of sad at the same time. But definitely was a, definitely was a culture shock in a good way and educational shock for me like I had to move away from all my friends all the people I knew and grew up around for like 14 years and had to start over I had to meet people all over again and I was not the most popular kid growing up I was known as the weird kid um I was in band I started in middle school so I had done band for about seven years, including the high school years. Um, so I was definitely known as that band geek. Uh, I was that kid in the cafeteria who would kind of talk to herself and play with food. Um, if you're listening to my podcast and you work with me or had worked with me, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. I talk to myself all the time like a crazy person. Um, pretty sure all my fellow chefs know... And they're just kind of like, ooh, she's weird, she's crazy, I don't know if I should be friends with her. That's <laughs> okay, I'm used to it, um, because I grew up with it. <laughs> but definitely I grew up as the uh, outcast, weird kid. Even in band, I was not the most popular kid. People liked talking to me, and I was, I was that person who was in and out. But, you know, I was definitely not the most popular kid in middle school, elementary school. And definitely not high school. <laughs> um, so, I got I got teased a lot. I'm not going to lie. I did get teased a lot in elementary, middle, and high school. People talked about me behind their backs and just did not say very nice things about me. I would hear about them. I wouldn't do anything. I'm not a fighter. I'm not going to say the Michael Jackson thing, though. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. I'm pretty much neither. I'm pretty much a neutralizer. I like to neutralize a situation before I say my two cents about it or get really angry and might hurt you. Uh, definitely had to control my anger when I was younger. Uh, thank God I did that at a young age. Um, and quickly realized it. I mean, I don't, I don't know many kids who discipline themselves to really control their anger to the point where they grow up to not really 
have as much anger in their system. Yes, frustration I will have. Yes, anxiety I will have. But am I going to take it out on a person? Like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to fight you. If some person comes up to me and wants to fight me over something or whatever, I'm going to try and neutralize the whole situation. I'm trying to, like, calm this person down, talk rationally, talk like a normal human being because I realize, like, where I am in the present, what the consequences could lead to in that situation. So, you know... I know what I'm capable of. I don't want to do it. So I'd probably call the police before I do anything to someone, even if they were attacking me. Like I had an old friend. She got really mad at me. Uh, I, I don't really know what was going on in her head, but she was acting really crazy. I kind of like, I kind of took her down. Like I don't mean took her down in a way like I beat her up or something, but I mean... She was coming at me, and then I kind of just kind of uh, hold her on the ground. And I'm like, I have my hand, like, on her shoulder, and I'm talking to her. I was like, man, you need to calm down, and blah, blah, blah. And we're all getting ready to get up and walk away. And she comes running at me and, like, starts, she pins me up against a fence and starts kicking my shins. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. I mean, she's just wailing at me crying kicking my shins she throw like my bike was parked on the uh, near the side of the road she threw it across in the bushes and shit oh my god i'll never forget that day <laughs> and you know what i did i did fucking nothing i didn't do anything to that girl i didn't touch her i didn't beat her up i didn't i let her kick my fucking shins all I had to fucking do was say, you know what, fuck this shit, I'm done. Literally what I said is, how old was I, like 10? I was like 10 when I knew to walk away from something that was fucking toxic. I was like, fuck this shit, I don't need this shit, I didn't do anything. She was acting fucking crazy. She wants to act fucking crazy? Okay, she can act fucking crazy without me present <laughs> in her life anymore. Because I'm not, I'm not here to deal with that bullshit, and... Ever, ever since I was 10, I, I really don't take bullshit. I'll, like, listen to everything people are saying about me, but I'm not going to forget that shit. Doesn't mean I'm not going to do anything, but it doesn't mean I'm going to forget it. Yeah, you're going to come around the corner and say, Hey, what you doing? Oh, my God, you're an amazing chef now. Oh, you want to cook for me for free? <laughs> yeah, bitch, fuck no. I'm not going to cook for you for free. <laughs> you thought wrong. I said fuck this anyway. I'm out. And so I get a phone call later from her father saying, Hey, can you come over? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, so we can talk about this situation? I'm like, okay. So I go over out of being polite to her father. Whatever, you know, I'll just hear out what has to be said. She's fucking sitting on the couch crying. And he's talking to me. He's like, Bella, you think you guys can make up and be friends again? I was like, I was like, no. Are you fucking crazy? She just freaking kicked me in the shins through my bike, which is my property. It's like, and you want me to be friends with her still? And like, he pulls me to the fucking side and tells me she doesn't have any other friends and blah 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 blah. I'm like, oh my god. So, I mean, this girl and I have history, and we've had a lot of good times together. We've had a lot of fights and shit. Got over it. Made up. 
But I mean, that was the most pathetic fucking thing I have ever run across. And you know, I and you know, this, despite everything that had happened to even from that scenario, I've always been there for that girl too. And you know, she always coming to me with a problem or something going on in her life. And I, I'm trying to be there and be supportive, give her advice on my view of this situation, logically, of course, because I'm not the one in this situation, from another perspective, from an outside view. I mean, I'm trying to help her, and she doesn't want to listen. There's not much I can do. You can't help someone who doesn't want to be saved. And I've been saying this for a freaking long-ass time before I've, like, even had friends in Texas. Whew, sorry. So, anyway. That's that's a little bit about that. I got off topic about the Dubai stuff because I kind of flew into something else. But yeah, I went to Dubai. I met a lot of different people. Uh, the one thing I did really miss, I, I think I really screwed up an opportunity for myself, was uh, when I quit soccer. That was after middle school. I didn't make the uh, team on soccer, which I thought was bullshit because I was pretty fucking awesome soccer player to be honest with you and i don't know if those middle school kids are gonna listen and say nah she's full of shit she she didn't fucking show no tricks she didn't do nothing it's like man first of all it's like the same with my freaking culinary work that i do i like to collaborate and talk with my team like i don't like to go to the coach give all the coachy ideas show the coach Oh, I can do all these tricks. I can do this. This is how high I can kick. This is not... That's not how I work. Same fucking logic. I like to collaborate with my team. I like to work together. It's called teamwork. I'm a team player. I'm not an individual who sees myself as a shining fucking star. I'm a team fucking player. Because I am going to gain more as a team player than I will thinking I'm a fucking star with my ego. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but anyway, I thought I really fucking screwed up an opportunity when I quit soccer in middle school. Well, when middle school was over, I actually got that opportunity to play soccer again in Dubai. Because there was a soccer club. So, I joined the soccer club. And we got to play other teams and stuff. And our team was not very big at all. I mean, I was a little out of practice. I hadn't played for about... What was it, like three years at that point <laughs> and then I got back into it I went to I think I went it was the Dubai mall they had the biggest fucking Nike store you could imagine and I went in there I was just oh my god you should have seen my eyes they just lit up and I mean I've transferred over to Adidas as my main sports brand personally that's the brand I like to use for my sports stuff uh, Nike, I have a couple things Nike too, because Nike does have some good products. Products? Products. <laughs> I can't talk. Great. But I remember going in that store and like, oh my god, my eyes were like bedazzled. I got new cleats. I got new shin guards. I was so excited to get back in soccer again. And there, there, there was my opportunity right there uh, in Dubai. And I had that it was amazing. And I have another story, actually, that happened in Dubai um, with a soccer game. So I'm on the team, and I think, actually, 
this girl didn't really like me in Dubai, and I'm not sure if she even likes me now. We're friends on Facebook, but it doesn't mean a shit when you're friends on Facebook. You're just friends with every person you used to know, but you don't talk to. That's how Facebook works. That's also how Instagram works, because they're both connected. Anyway, <laughs> so this girl was on the soccer team, too. She didn't really like me um, in class, and I don't really, and I think she showed that she didn't really like me on the soccer team, and I think she thought I didn't deserve to be there or something. We were even in the same fucking, uh, theater class, and when I say theater class, I don't mean, like, drama, you're learning how to act and shit, I mean, like, actual, like, you're learning the history of theater, you're not actually acting, you're learning, like, how they made the animations and all that shit. So anyway, she didn't think I belonged on that fucking team. But when we were scrimmaging and playing, eh, she didn't think that much anymore. <laughs> because I was fucking badass on that field. I swear to God, if you take me on a field and you want to play, I think you'll be a little surprised, like, how powerful my kicks are. And actually, um, you know how you can write with both hands? It's called ambidextrous. I'm pretty sure I said that wrong, but whatever. Um, I do that with my feet in soccer. So I kick and shoot with both of them. And I can pass with both of them. Not a fucking problem. So that's not... I don't think that's 100% often you find that. But you know, I don't know how like soccer players are nowadays. I don't know if they use both feet. But I know I was special because back in when I was playing, that was not common at all. And actually, my, um, my main shooting foot, I use my right foot for a lot of stuff, but my main shooting foot is my left foot. That is my best foot to shoot a goal. But anyway, I joined the team. They're all freaking shocked by the way I was, like, playing. I knew how to pass. I knew how to stop. I knew how to shoot a fucking goal. I knew how to be defense, and I knew how to be goalie. Dude, I was the best fucking midfielder, defense, and goalie on my team. I was like a star goalie. I would always, I mean, I got fucking medals <laughs> to show that shit. I mean, yeah, I played at a young age and I didn't go till, I didn't go till I was like 20 or anything, but you know, I mean, I got so out of practice. I didn't think I could unless I had literally a personal soccer trainer to get me back because rules and regulations change. So I got to tell you about this story in Dubai because it's, oh my fucking God. <laughs> so we had this we had this game not too far from where my mom worked which was the Bush al Arab um, so we played the game and we got on the bus and I didn't know where to be dropped off which was fucking hilarious uh, not so much for my mom because she almost had a heart attack that day um, so the bus was passing the Burj Al Arab. They asked me where I want to be dropped off. Because they were not going to go all the way back home. They had drop-off spots. I was like, oh, fuck. I don't know what I'm going to do. So we were passing the Burj Al Arab. I told them, oh, just, you know, drop me off here. My mom works here. And they're like, your mom works here at the Burj. I was like, yeah, she works here. She's an accountant. She's like, you want us to drop you off here? <laughs> and they said... I was like, yeah, yeah, it's cool, it's cool. Just drop me off here, I'll be fine. And remember this. I, I want you guys to remember this. Dubai is probably one of the safest places in the world. 
Other than the cars. The cars are fast as fuck. You could get hit by a car easily. But ain't nobody gonna touch you if you are a 14-year-old girl in Dubai walking by yourself, especially in a mall. Nobody's gonna touch you. Nobody's gonna bother you. I swear to fucking God. So they dropped me off. I walked to the bush. I talked to the security guard. I'm like, yeah, my mom works here. He's like, oh, okay, go ahead. So I got my little soccer bag. I'm in my cleats and shit. Everybody's just fucking staring at me as I'm walking on the bridge to go to the Burj Al Arab. Oh my fucking god! You should have seen the security guard. <laughs> oh, he just like made this like face at me. He's like, okay. So I go in. I walk in the lobby, and I don't say a fucking word. I just sit my ass down. And I finally got my phone, so I was on my phone. I texted my mom. My phone had died, unfortunately. And the lady at the front desk is like, uh, what the fuck? This little, this like 14-year-old girl came in, just sat her ass down. We have no idea what she's doing. So they, uh, one of the ladies came up to me and she said, like, hi, can I help you? Is there anything I could do for you here? And I was like, oh yeah, my mom works here. I just got off from a soccer game. And uh, I thought I could wait for her here until she's done with work. Because they didn't, they weren't going to drop me off back at my home. So I could go home with my mom together. She's like, oh, okay, well, what's your mom's name? What department does she work in? I say, oh, she's Shahika Raymar. You know, she works in accounting, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, okay, I'll get in touch with her. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, can I get you a water while you're waiting? The nicest freaking people ever. Most professional people I've ever met on the planet. And honestly, the hospitality was outstanding there. I mean, hands down. I was, and I was just a 14-year-old kid sitting in the waiting room for my mom. Hey, oh, my God. So, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for an hour and a fucking half for her. And I'm like, she, she's not answering the phone. Blah, 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 blah. We're going to try and get in reach with her. Blah, 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 blah. And so, oh, my God. She's, like, freaking out. She comes in the lobby. She's like, I'm like, holy shit. I almost want to run out the door to the security guard and say, I don't know this woman. I don't know this woman. But uh, no, she was, she was like, oh my God. She hugged me. She was so worried. She couldn't find me. Blah, 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 blah. We went home, but definitely got a talking to that night. I was like, where the fuck were they supposed to drop me off in the desert? <laughs> yeah, because they weren't going to go back home for me. So, that was funny. Not for my mom. I mean, it's funny to laugh about now, but it wasn't so funny back in the moment. I mean, there was a water park right next to the Borscht, too. But also, the, the Borscht Al Arab, it's run by Jumeirah uh, Group. And they have a private beach, Jumeirah Beach. And so, there's uh, security guards, cops, and shit all over the beach. Uh, when you go to the beach and everything, because my mom worked there, we got access to the beach. You cannot take photos on that beach. 100% you can't do that. Absolutely not, unless you reserve the whole beach to yourself. <laughs> I don't think you can take a photo. Because this guy... And I'll tell you why you can't take a photo. Because 
It's strictly prohibited to take pictures of the women. Strictly. I know that sounds crazy, but, you know, if you think about it, us Americans are pretty gross for taking photos of people we don't know just for whatever we're going to use that photo for. It's actually really gross <laughs> if you think about it because you don't know what they're going to do with that photo. That's gross. Um, but, yeah, this one guy was on the beach, and I think he just took a photo of the water and everything, and, you know, You'd think, like, the cop would come over and say, hey, can I see that photo you took? He'd go through the phone, and he'd be like, okay, you're good. No, this guy got dragged off the fucking beach. <laughs> Holy shit, it was a whole scene. Okay, so I was with my family on the beach, and so I was coming out from the water, and you just see this guy, like, hollering, holding his camera, and he's, he's literally, like, in the movies, how you see somebody's, like, horizontally lean and they're dragging him and his feet are in the sand it was exactly like the movies like oh my god man i'm pretty sure that guy went to jail <laughs> i mean it's not funny but i mean he knew the rules he broke the he broke the rules he knew it he knew what he was doing but anyway that's a little bit about dubai stories and stuff i have a little more but you know We'll say that for another time because we're getting really close to an hour and I'm pretty sure people would not want to listen to my life story on an hour car trip. Um, I moved to Texas in the end of 2013. Yeah, 2013. December of 2013, almost 2014. I moved to Texas. My mom got a job at the Four Seasons on San Jacinto and... That was nice. We got to stay in the hotel for like two weeks. <laughs> I was nice to have room service in the morning, fresh breakfast. I went to the exercise room and then, you know, I, I went through high school and then I, out of high school, I got fat <laughs> and then I lost weight again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know it was great and it was really cold when we came here. I mean, like, ooh, Jesus Christ, it was cold, but you know, it was fun. And I was kind of, like, bummed I didn't do soccer anymore. But I got to do marching band. And I was actually sad when I left America because I wanted to do my marching band. I was so excited for it. And going to Texas, I was like, eh, Texas. And my dad, I remember specifically what my dad told me. He was like, Bella, in Texas, there's football. And when there's football, there is marching band. And I was like, oh, my God, okay, I'm so excited, you know. And so when I joined high school, I was known as that that girl freshman year, that girl who moved from Dubai. And everybody was asking me questions about Dubai. I mean, about like, oh, the cop cars, Lamborghinis, and blah 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 blah. And the, did you go to Ferrari Land? And was like, what is it like in Dubai? Are the buildings amazing? I was like, the first thing I said was. The architecture is outstanding. Holy shit. Those buildings are amazing to look at. So beautiful. And they're even more beautiful on the inside. It, it, whoo. So definitely that's how I started the conversation. But like after after the freshman freshman year for me, because I came in, I didn't come at the beginning of the freshman year, so it was really hard for me to make up my courses and stuff. I mean, after after that freshman year, I was not very popular. 
I was just only popular because I came. I was that girl who came from Dubai. That was about it. Nothing else anyone wanted to know about me. And, you know, I made some friends. I made, like, two friends. Then I made three. Then I made four. But, uh, I made two friends that definitely kind of fucked up my high school experience. Uh, I don't really want to go into details about that one. Uh, all I'm gonna say is this person was really relentless to want to get with me. Even though we were just friends. And I made that very fucking clear. And I felt like... They were kind of blaming me for not giving them a chance. And they wanted to do do some... I don't want to go into details about some stuff. I, that's as vague as I want to be. Um, and I know it's going to make people curious. Like, what is some stuff? What does that mean? And then... You know, your, your imagination gets the best of you. But anyway, uh, I just felt really uncomfortable. And my other friend I turned out liking more than a friend. But I tried to keep it kind of under wraps. I was definitely very obvious. But, I mean, uh, when, I, when I finally was, like, upfront about it, the fucker laughed at me in my face. That motherfucker. I said... I was like, this bitch really fucking laughing at me? I apologize for my fucking feelings. You know how stupid you gotta be to apologize for how you actually feel? To want someone to like you? I'm never doing that shit again. Fuck that. If you say you don't like me, okay, fuck off. Bye. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. And I don't mean like, like me as a person. I meant more like, like me in a romantic way. It's like... I'm not going to stand here and pretend to not like you and you laugh at me for liking you. I'm not going to be a fucking remorseful about my feelings. My feelings are my feelings. I can't control them. They are what they are. I mean, Jesus Christ. You know they were a fake friend the minute they laughed at you. They could have been upfront and honest and said, hey, I'm sorry I laughed. I shouldn't have done that. Your feelings are valid. I just don't feel the same way. I want to remain friends. If that's too weird, I understand. Blah, blah, blah. That's how the conversation should have gone. Again, this is fucking high school. Nobody in high school acts correct. I felt like... I definitely did not act correct, but I felt like I was acting more correct than most of those fuckers. But... Uh, I definitely got, like, made fun of a lot. And then... I don't even know why the fuck he didn't talk to me no more. Like, he didn't even tell me. I don't know. Then I started saying some shit on my Snapchat. I was like, fuck this guy. Blah, 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 blah. And then the other friend started taking screenshots of my snaps and sending it to him. He sent me this long-ass fucking thing. Literally, a quote from his text message. I never fucking forgot. Said, you are a sorry excuse for a human being. He fucking said that to me over a text message. I said, if this fucker got something to say, he can say it in my motherfucking face. Deadass. I'm done with this shit. So, I didn't talk to him anymore. Um, it, it took me a while to kind of get over that shit. Because it was a big fucking thing for me. And he was talking shit about me. And people were talking about me. And it was, it was emotionally scarring in a way for me. 
Like, oh my god. He made me... Oh my god, he made me feel like I was the stupidest fucking person on the planet. He literally made me feel that way. And I made him feel that way. And I'm, I let him make me think that I was the stupidest fucking person on the planet. When in reality, I'm not fucking stupid at all. I was stupid in the moment for thinking that I was stupid and I was going to let him make me think feel that way. So over time, I kind of... I definitely did not fully get over it because I'm talking about it. I'm kind of opening up about it. I never forgot it, but I'm trying to move on. I'm moving on from it, you know? And, you know, like, my, my ex made me feel the same fucking way. But, I mean, it was different because feelings were reciprocated. But, like, the whole fucking thing was just, it's just fucking awful. It's like when two... I'm not going to say toxic people because I don't find myself extremely... I have toxic traits, but not. I'm not a toxic person. And I may, like, do some things I'm not thinking rationally or straight, and I'm going to be... I'm going to immediately try to change my mindset and say, oh, shit, this is something I shouldn't have said. I'm not going to, like, fucking think what I said that was wrong is correct. I'm, I'm not going to do that. But definitely... The feelings were reciprocated, but this fucking guy made me feel like I I was stupid. He talked to me like I was fucking stupid. And you know what? Again, I did the same fucking bullshit when I was in high school, too. I let him make me feel like I, I was stupid. And I was getting to the point where it was like a past a year. And I was like, I said, don't talk to me like I'm fucking stupid. So I started talking to him like he was fucking stupid. I started using more sophisticated words, acting like I was the smart shit. He's like, don't talk to me like I'm stupid. I was like, now you know how I motherfucking feel. It's like, don't talk to me like that. I won't talk to you like that. So, I mean, it's just like when you put two, two things that don't mix well together. Like, at first, like, they, you kind of feel like they complement each other, but... The more you eat it, the more it just doesn't taste right. It's almost like pairing pairing two things two things of food together that at first kind of taste good, but the more you eat it, the more the more it doesn't really complement like each one doesn't complement one one another. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone, but that's what it was like with him. And it really before, I mean, I ended everything after he told me some dumb fucking shit. I said, that's fucking it. I can't do this anymore. I'm done with you. I said, fucking thank you for using me, wasting my fucking two years of my time. Fucking asshole. So, I've moved on from that shit. I've kind of, I, I have a lot of trust issues with people from my experience and I've run into a lot of fucking nasty people and rude people people who try to make me think I'm stupider than I actually am um to this day I still believe I'm not I'm not smart enough to go to a four-year college uh I'm doing what I love to do I mean it, my industry is tough and it does get to me sometimes and I know what it's like and I know it's gonna be 
I got so much to learn and it's going to be a long time before I get to where I really want to be. But, you know, I got to really put in the work and, you know, I constantly take a step back and so I can take three steps forward. I have to remember where I am, what I'm doing and where my focus should be. And it's not an easy thing. It gets the best of me sometimes. I get overwhelmed and I don't think straight sometimes. So that shit happens though. But you know, I've I've learned a lot from like past friendships, relationships, and shit to know where I want to be, especially um, past circumstances I've gotten myself into. Maybe not a hundred percent was my fault. Maybe more like seventy-five percent was my fault, and then twenty-five percent was something unexpected that I had no control that this person did. But still. I think the best thing I got out of my my ex-relationship was their lawyer. <laughs> that was the only great thing because I got $500 off from that lawyer. But that's amazing. Um, that's the only good thing he gave me. <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, I it's not really about, like, all, all the ex shit, though. It's really about, like... It was the journey on me learning, like, what I love to do. Coming to the point where I finally found out what I wanted to do with my life and what I actually fell in love with. Not who I was with, but what, what career I fell in love with. The hospitality is what I fell in love with. I fell in love with food and not eating it anymore. I fell in love with cooking it more than eating it. Uh, hence me losing over fucking like 70 fucking pounds, <laughs> which I think is a huge accomplishment. Um, so, I mean, I really realize I'm thankful for it. Like, I hated it. And I, I, I hate thinking about it. And I hate that I had to go through that. But I'm thankful for the experience because it got me where I wanted to be now. And I, and I had to deal with all that bullshit and drama. And I'm sick of it. And every day, I, like, I come home, my shoulders were so tense that my mom would, like, touch them. You, I, I, was, I would almost cry because they were so tense. It hurt so bad. I couldn't even get a massage from my mom because they were so tense. It hurt so bad. And my head started to hurt. And my head doesn't normally hurt because I tend to be a happy person. I try not to focus on that shit. But it was becoming so much fucking shit to the point where, like, I was crying, like, four times, four times a week. Four times, four days in a week, I would cry. And, and that should not fucking happen. You know there's something really fucking wrong if you're doing that. I was not happy uh, in that circumstance. So, I mean, I'm glad I learned from it, but I'm also glad that it's over. I'm glad I don't have to deal with that shit anymore. So, I'm really happy to where I got now and who I am now. And I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still trying to mature. I'm still young, but, you know... It's, it's been a fucking process for me, and, you know, I'm really fucking trying. I swear to God, I'm fucking trying my best.
And this is gonna be an explicit fucking episode because, oh my god. I was planning to keep it PG and not curse, and that just did not happen. It's just not how I express myself, I guess. It's just not who I am. I try to kind of limit my cursing when I'm in a more professional setting. I mean, it slips out every here and there when I'm trying to, like, express a point of view or whatever. But definitely, um... I'm pulling that back more because it's just not how I want to come across in the industry. Um, so anyway, that's a little perspective on like where I come from, my upcoming. There's a couple stories in there. Uh, I do have some hospitality stories. We'll save that for another bonus episode. This one's a really long one though, so if you don't want to listen... That's cool. I probably should have said that at the beginning, though. Because <laughs> if you've listened and you're all the way to the end, I mean, I I guess now you can just finish the next fucking five... Uh, I was about to say five minutes. Uh, I mean three minutes. Because I'm just going to run it out till it hits an hour. Because you know me. Well, you don't really know me. But I like even numbers. I don't like some extra bullshit. Especially when it comes to, like, podcasts, videos... I'm not a fan of the extra numbers. Like, it has to hit the 0, zero the 30, and that's it. That's that's the only acceptable two. So, oh, my God. I'm fucking tired. Oh, I got to answer this message from my trainer. Like, <laughs> he asked me about, my like, my mindset goals and my daily goals and stuff. How was my weekend, you know? Checking to see, um, he's British, so he's always checking, he uses the word knobhead, so he's like, oh, I'm gonna see my clients have been a knobhead, I'm like, I'm sure he's more of a knobhead than I am not, than, than I'm a knobhead, he also calls people who are, um, I feel like people who are stupid or being idiotic, a donut, <laughs> I think that's fucking funny. It's just fucking funny. Who do you... Who, <laughs> who calls someone a donut? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. You guys have to hear my terrible laugh. Um, as my friend um, uh, says, my life is special and it's very unique and it's awesome. So, I mean, at least one person likes my laugh, but, you know, my laugh is, like, all over the place sometimes. So, anyway, he's probably gonna call me a knobhead, and he probably hates me. That's okay. I, I don't really hate myself. That's all that matters, right? But, uh, he's, he's totally into pasta, I learned, and I tend to be very good at pasta, actually, believe it or not. Um, I'm good at cooking pasta, and I am very good at, uh, making sauces for pasta. I have a special sauce I use. It's a, uh, it's a tomato white wine reduction. Well, not, well, I use white wine to deglaze. It's not really a reduction. Um, so, it's a tomato, white wine, and light cream sauce. And it's, oh, shit, that thing's very good. I mean, you always see, like, in the store, those vodka sauces. Bitch, you don't need to make a... You don't need to buy a vodka sauce. Just make your own sauce and then put it in jars. Save it. It will last. I mean, easy as that. Done. So, I gave him that recipe, and he 
sent me a message early in the morning uh, on his side, not really my side because it's almost 1 a.m. Uh, I guess that's early. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna have to see this message. She's probably, oh my God, please tell me like this guy has not sent me like five messages. He wanted me to send him a recipe. He's like, oh, if you have one, send it to me. I'm all ears in all caps. So um, I sent him one, and now I have to see what he says. I'm kind of anxious. But anyway, we're going to wrap up this video here. Um, and thanks for listening to my bonus clip of my podcast about my life a little bit. Um, you guys probably didn't like it. Probably did. Maybe you found my voice funny. Like, I do find it funny every day. And, you know, follow me on Instagram at The Real Chef. Uh, I'm really going to change my Instagram, uh, not my Instagram name, but my, like, podcast, uh, Introductions as a Chef. And I might have to put it in parentheses, Late Sessions, because I always do these fucking late. I, oh, every single time, I swear to fucking God, every single time I've done a podcast, it's been super fucking late. Because I don't want to do one in the morning. I have to get ready. And then I have to walk the dog. And then I exercise in the late evening. In the evening. Not late evening. But in the evening I exercise. I come back. I want to be lazy. And I don't want to do nothing. And then I spend my day like relaxing in the middle. So I mean. Yeah. I don't want to do nothing. Damn. So I'm going to go ahead and change probably that introduction. But anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I know this was really fucking long. It's excruciatingly long to hear me talk for an hour. Um, but, you know, I don't have to chew everybody's ear off at once. At least some people who actually want to listen can just selectively listen to me talk. Um, but thanks for listening. I know it's really long. And, you know, I hope you guys enjoy these, and I hope it makes you laugh, too, when I'm, when I'm being a knobhead and a donut. <laughs> but stay tuned for a new podcast tomorrow on our next topic. And let me pull up the paper here. What's our next topic? Uh, yeah, our next topic is questions are not stupid or assuming is not stupid. Uh, still haven't figured out how I want to title that, but... I'll figure it out somehow. So stay tuned for our next topic. And thanks for watching the podcast. Not watching, but listening to the podcast. Okay, anyway, have a good night, guys.